Hello and thank you for listening to 60 Minutes With and no episode number because I don't know where this is going to be released in the timeline. All of the team have been recording shows and I don't know in what order at all they're going to go out at the moment. Uh, so we should just carry on. I'm Dave. And I'm Tom. And this is the Decade of Decadence show for March 2020. Sponsored by Dean of the Dead, Hot Sources. Dean of the Dead, Tom, I don't know if you've noticed anything, is uh, been making a video. A, yeah, some sort of promo video or something. He's been putting some photographs on his Instagram account, which hopefully some of the listeners now are following Dean on Instagram and would have seen that already. I'm hoping for us to get some, uh, some maybe some exclusive stories, onset stories for our April episode, and we can find out, you know, things going on. Some, you know, I'm sure stuff went on in the background. I'm sure hot sources were consumed as well <laughs> so anybody that didn't didn't listen to the previous show uh shame on you again to begin with uh go and listen to it now because we're now sponsored by dean of the dead hot sources uh links to everything that he does is on this podcast episodes uh notes go and have a look and buy his stuff because we really love his hot sauces and we're waiting tom we're waiting for this uh chili jam i think is the next oh thing that God, we need to experience wait. isn't it yeah yeah oh, that's be nice what was it night of the living spread oh yeah we need we need to get some of that uh and again the sponsor page on our website will be going on with the details uh of dean and everything that he does uh of course everything going on at the moment unfortunately he's not going to get to events or anything because the events aren't going on uh but i will do some updates as well uh if if anything appears where he can appear personally but for now if you go to his website order the stuff from there or even if you just give him a follow on instagram say hi say we sent you there uh, and that'd be good and spread spread the word about him as well because both like we said both me and tom love all of the hot sauces that he does uh, and we said before didn't we in the last episode mate it's not all about the heat it's about the taste with the stuff that he does and uh, he put a brilliant picture up actually on instagram of him making some of all the stuff with all the natural ingredients and everything which got me salivating all over my phone um, <laughs> as i was looking at it uh, so yeah yeah follow follow dean of the dead and then buy his stuff and tell people about him because he's bloody awesome and i can't wait to see the video now now tom there, Hello. Is, there is something and i'm gonna have to start this month's show very very important news and it's uh it's a bit of OAP hot list update. Oh no. <laughs> uh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, you were. How was I expecting that reaction from you? Anybody that doesn't know, it's my OAP hot list that I started on Eaters Picture House, where uh, I, was, I was trying to be inclusive of, you know, women over 60, you know, and, and a lot they're being ignored. A lot of filmmakers are ignoring them and saying, well, you don't look good enough and all of this. And some may argue now and that. that you know, even with OAPs, I'm objectifying them. But I say no. I said I'm including them. Uh, it's a bit. Of, it's a bit of news about Dolly Parton, mate, who is on my OAP hot list. <laughs> she posed for Playboy in 1978 on the cover, not nude, just in one of those, you know, like bunny girl outfits. And right. she's she's going to be 75 next year, and she said that for her 75th birthday, she wants to pose for Playboy again. So, okay. Yeah. That, has that excited you? That that excited me immensely. 
<laughs> all over your phone. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Once again, I wasn't salivating all over my phone, but I did have to clean the screen again. Yeah, poor phone. The fluids <laughs> that leak onto it. I know. It was daily the, basis. <laughs> it was the main thing I looked for when uh, when getting a phone. Was you know, is it is it waterproof and liquid proof? And it didn't easily. Just imagine you in car phone warehouse. Or just <laughs> like, so, uh, does it stand up to liquids? Yeah. Can then I ban car phone warehouse? <laughs> can I can I test it first? Oh okay. In shop. <laughs> that would be one quick way to get you banned from car phone warehouse. That would be. Yeah, that would do it. That would do it. That that would do it. So yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to see now. I'm sure there will be updates on this story um, right through to next year. Now, Tom, and you're very oh, pleased to hear God. that. <laughs> About if Dolly's going to get back in the Playgirl outfit. So yeah, I have my fingers crossed. Uh, something else I wanted to talk to you about and, and hear your thoughts on it. The Expendables. So of course there was the absolutely awful Expendables 3. And uh, there's been talk for a while about Expendables 4. The latest, mate, seems to be it's it's going to be a spin-off movie. And it's going to be called The Expendables, A Christmas Story. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah. Just Statham and maybe a small amount of Stallone. Yeah, now the thing that I've read about the small amount of Stallone... Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to quote now from Arrow, Arrow in the Head. The new film is penned by Max Adams... Uh, with Statham as the lead and Stallone returning as a supporting character whose role will be an emotional one for fans and, despite not having many scenes, his presence will be felt throughout the film. That, to me, says, OK, he's either dead at the beginning or the film's going to begin and they'll be on some sort of mission and Barney Ross will get killed... Yeah, or, that... or badly injured at least, and then it'll be up to Statham to go and like get revenge on his killers or something, and maybe Stallone will appear in some sort of flashbacks or I don't know, out of body voice talking to him. So how how do you feel about that, mate? I mean, not to be harsh, but like as much as we love Stallone and Arnie and all of them, Chuck Norris and all of these, like no one wants to like pay money to see him in the cinema anymore. Hmm. But, and to be honest, the only person in that cast of Expendables that people go to cinema to see films now is, is Jason Statham. So it's probably the right thing to do. Like if they want a successful movie, as shit as it is for us who love, you know, love to see all the old eighties lot together. And this isn't a knock on Statham. I love Statham. Hmm. But um, yeah, and uh, yeah, that absolutely sounds as if they're just going to knock um, uh, Stallone off at the start. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? And is it? But, um, yeah, yeah, I'm up for it. Like it's just Statham, new Statham action film. So I don't know how much you know how how much it will feel like an Expendables movie because it won't have uh, you know procession of old old boys in it. But yeah, mm. unless unless they do it like Statham's now you know, the leader, the Barney Ross character, and he brings in more people to, you know, get revenge on, on the killers, and he brings in, you know, like Nick Cage and Steven Seagal or whoever, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme is the twin brother of his previous character, which it still, I think, would be perfect, considering all Now, if we could get Nick Cage as a bad guy now, that's what oh, we were. Oh, now, some Cage rage going on. 
as yeah, Stallone's that's... killer. That would be that's yeah, Nick. Yeah, let's just fantasy fantasy book this uh, this entire <laughs> film. Yeah, if, um, if Stallone is knocked off by Cage as a bad guy, Statham versus Cage. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 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 yeah. Listen up, Hollywood. <laughs> Listen up and make it R-rated as well. And yeah. come on, go proper old school. Don't do CG blood and shit. Get get like proper squibs going off. Let's make it proper old school. I'd be all in for that, definitely. Uh, keeping on the subject of uh, Sly as well, he's been putting some good videos up uh, on his Instagram account because he's filming Samaritan, and which is you know is an aging superhero who apparently disappeared like about twenty odd years ago after some fight went wrong and a young kid finds him. Uh, Sly looking very different. Have you seen the pictures, mate, of Sly with the you know the full grey hair and the grey beard? Yeah, yeah. Does how, how do you feel about that? I think it suits him. I think he looks really good. I think it's a, a great look for him, and you know it makes a change of his facial hair. You know you go to like Nighthawks, obviously with the full beard, and he's you know he's done the tash a few times and all of this, and had some you know some a little bit of beardy growth. But I think it's. You know, let's get it right. He's in his seventies now, and he's still in good shape. But I think that look of all grey really suits him. You know, and he can still kick ass. And if he's a superhero, I want to know what superpowers has he got. If he's if he's this superhero, what what's he going to do? What? How did the fight go wrong? I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. It seems interesting. Seems a little different. Hopefully, it'll do well. Yeah, I hope so. Um, just like fingers crossed and see what happens, but. Presume it's going to be towards the end of the year when it comes out, um, maybe early next year. Uh, with this one, I'm not too bothered what the rating is. You know, it's not like big action film. Action films I always like to be R-rated. If you're going to go action, go all action of the violence. But with this, no. PG, 15, as long as it's a good story, I don't mind. Yeah, 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 mm. agreed. Uh, have you got anything, mate? I've got. I've just got like one more sort of. No, 80s. no, I don't have anything. I've been. I did have a little look, but obviously it's a bit harder to find news at the moment. So, uh, right, with especially entertainment news. It's like so. Um, no, nothing that is related. Although I totally forgot about the um, the Expendable spin-off. That was a mm. interesting one. Yeah, I've got one, and it's uh, everybody listening till the very end of this episode because I'm going to put a song on there. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed the end. Of the previous episode from February's show, where I put the song "Side Boob" on the end, from the end of Dead Ant, <laughs> which I think is a really, I think it's a good rock song. It's a bit Steel Panther, you know. The music's great, and obviously the lyrics are really silly, but it's a really good song. I like Side Boob, in every sense of the word. <laughs> but stay tuned for the end of this episode, and oh my God, I am so unprepared for this episode mate i'm sorry um you can tell i've not been very well today because i would have written down the guy's name i will put it into the podcast notes so just check just check your podcast notes and you'll know this guy's name but anyway there's there's this guy on youtube and he mixes like two songs together and one of the sections he does he does like there's a load of like 80s 80s rock songs mixed with all sorts Mm. And there's one, um, and it's Rat mixed with, I think it's James Brown, if I remember rightly. Again, all the details on the podcast notes. It sounds absolutely amazing, mate. And it's one that I've put on like my song list just to listen to. 
because it's so good <laughs> and they work so well together so yeah stay tuned to the end of the show and I'll I'll put that as the end music because it's well worth listening to and follow this guy on YouTube as well because some of the stuff he does well actually most of the stuff he does is well worth watching and listening to Tina was bopping along to oh god what was it there was it was Slayer and somebody obviously I didn't bop so much because it's Slayer but it was like Raining Blood and some 80s synth pop song I think it's um, yeah it's, it's really good the way that he mixes the music so yeah, give them a follow and hope you enjoy the song at the end of this episode. Uh, speaking of this episode, mate, shall we uh, take a little break? Because we've got two films to talk about, haven't we? We certainly do. Two very different films. Two very different films, indeed. Uh, yeah, we'll come back uh, with you and your, your, your first time watch pick. A perfect own show. It's so beautiful. It's hard to believe these spores could kill me. Five minutes without a mask and I'd be dead. Apparently, he didn't inhale too much of the jungle's poison. Right, my first watch pick was a Japanese animated science fiction fantasy adventure movie for a change. <laughs> this is um, technically isn't a Studio Ghibli film, which I'll get into in a minute, but it is called Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Hmm. It was released in 1984, November 1984, and it was directed by Hayao Miyazaki, who is responsible for most of Studio, Ghib- Ghibli- blah, 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 Studio Ghibli's um, more, most famous movies. And But Studio Ghibli didn't exist, I don't believe, like when this came out, because it was um, animated by a company called Topcraft. Hmm. Um, so it's, it is part of the Studio Ghibli world now like it's like the blu-rays you can get it's all you know the you know some studio ghibli collection what have you and it's been released on netflix in the uk and around the world except america sorry america with all the other ones but it's technically not one Mm. and it's um it's about um it's like thousands of years after a uh an apocalyptic uh, civilization has been destroyed by an apocalyptic war, and there's giant mutant insects buzzing around, and um, yeah, there's a princess and there's adventure. <laughs> just, just to like, there's a lot of it's very plot heavy. You know, these aren't, you know, these are suitable for all their films are suitable for family films, but you know, there's a lot of there's a, especially in this, there's a lot of plot, isn't there? Oh, there's loads of plot, and because of course I watched it with Tina, and we were saying a lot of kids. You know, I'm not sure what age range this was like targeted at, but I'm sure like a lot of kids would have 
no idea would have lost what you know the actual plot is and just been followed along you know following it for the animation yeah um yeah a bit like this as it wasn't a ghibli like later ones like uh my neighbor tortoro and that's that one that's being stacked around they're very easy they're like a lot easier watches um uh, there's you know there's a few that are quite um dense i've been watching them all mostly for the first time on netflix and um but then equally there's some like one that isn't actually on the netflix is growth of the fireflies is like it's a tough watch that one but um yeah i I, I think it's good you know like older children can enjoy it and adults obviously there's a big adult following as well for uh ghibli movies uh where uh, what ghibli films have you have you seen I went through the list online after we'd finished watching this and I thought, okay, what other ones have I watched previously? And as far as I can remember, I think this is the first one I've seen. <laughs> I don't think I've seen any, uh, which I'm sure has got some people's jaws dropping because it is, you know, I knew of Studio Ghibli and I think it's, you know, if you're into films, you, you are aware of the studio and their output and everything, but I'm pretty sure this is the first one that I watched. Oh well, mm. like I I'd only watched two prior to the Netflix um, Netflix release, um, and that was the ones I, two of the ones I mentioned actually, um, Tortoro and Grave of the Fireflies. Did that a double bill at the cinema? I always found like in the UK, like the Blu-rays were like so expensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and like, there's just nowhere to watch them streaming. And funnily enough, after just after they announced, like Netflix announced they were going to be putting. 21 of these films on between now and april the first uh then i found out like oh you can just go on amazon prime and rent them for free 49 each i was like oh <laughs> wait now but like, i never knew that i don't know how long they were on there for but yeah, yeah it always felt a bit like priced out and you know if you're talking about downloading them on the you know on the dodge side of things then they're all japanese language movies and i like if when it comes to downloading naughtily downloading uh, foreign language movies i just don't bother because i just can't be bothered laying the subtitle tracks on it and all that shit mm. so yeah it was just never really an option i always wanted to and i was hoping like my local picture house would do a, a season or something and that never really happened um but yeah so they came on and i've really enjoyed them this one i i watched one from 2006 the day before um I was it to Letterboxd because it's gone out of my head. Good old Letterboxd. Good old Letterboxd. Yeah. God, they should be a sponsor the way we. They should be. Yeah. Up. Any and again, anybody that's listening, I did put this out on social media, but I know a lot of people that listen don't uh, bother with social media. If you do want to see what you know, a lot of the sixty minutes with team are watching. A lot of us are on Letterboxd. If you go to our website and go to the uh, Meet the Team page. I've added I've added our Twitter names and I've added our Letterboxd names as well. So you can have a look at where, what we're watching. And a lot of us sometimes, well, I know you, I think you do with everything. You put like a little little review up of everything you've watched, yeah. don't you? Yeah, I do. I probably, I don't know, three quarters of the ones I'll put a review up, depending. If I've not got much to say, I won't bother. But mm. um, most of the time I do. So yeah, if anybody wants to, to follow us and have a look, Go to the Meet the Team page and all the details are on there. Good Phil. <laughs> I had time for a little uh, drink of squash there as well. Then I almost forgot what the film was called again. 
<laughs> Tales from Earthsea was the one I watched the day before, and that was like, apparently that's like people are like that's not a true Ghibli film, and it's actually directed by the son of Hayao Miyazaki, and it's not well liked. Um, it's like it's quite similar, like it's a sort of fantasy sort of one, like um, Nausicaa, hmm. but it's so dry and yeah. there's no humour in it, and it's just dull. So I was just like, I put this one on, and I was just like, oh, thank God, this is so much better. This is more like it. Because um, I think it's a little long, Nausicaa. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's I, what is it? According to IMDb, it's three minutes short of two hours. Yeah, I mean, not, I, I don't think, I'm, like, I, I, I say about them cutting it, I don't think they should, because this, uh, in a little stat about it, it was... Um, it was um, cut in America when it was first released. Oh, okay. How much did yeah. they cut out of it, do you know? Was it like a major cut? Did they cut it down to like 90 minutes or something daft? Yeah, yeah, uh, pretty bad. Um, heavily edited, um, according to Wikipedia, called, and they renamed it Warriors of the Wind. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and that that was eventually replaced by when Disney bought up, um, which was uncut, and then they redubbed, which brings me on to the dubbed version, the American mm. dubbed version. Um, would you be interested in knowing who which actors played the roles? Mm. In the... Yeah, yeah, go on. So the titular Norsica uh, was played by Alison Lohman, okay. who was in... Oh, Drag Me to Hell. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I can now, yeah. Yeah, and um, Matchstick Men. So this was 2005, remember? So she was, that was a bit... Um, yeah. That was a bit... Well, and so, and Lord Yupa. Any guesses on Lord Yupa? No idea. Oh, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Well, I said Patrick. Yeah, because so. I thought, you know you know why? I've not looked, obviously, but we watched... So we watched the version, because you can pick on Netflix how you want to watch it. You know, the audio options, not this, yeah. that, and the other. So we watched it with no subtitles... And the dubbed language, which is completely against what we normally do. If we're going to watch a foreign language film, we always watch it in the original language. David. With English. I am in trouble for you to call me David. With with English subtitles. But the one caveat to that being if we watch an animated film from a foreign country, we watch the dubbed version because there's no issues with, you know, with like... The, so yeah we watched it we did watch it with and because, and then he came on and tina was saying i recognize that voice who is it who oh is patrick it? yeah you yeah and yeah no, it's i got him the, uh, yeah disney dub yeah um did you guess who was um asbel no there was only patrick stewart that we guessed out of all the voices uh, yeah, um yeah shyla both oh my god no we didn't get that one um Kushana, I know, like the names, it'd be harder to remember the names. Mm. Uh, that was Uma Thurman. Bloody hell. Chris Sarandon was Kuratawa. <laughs> Mito was Edward James Olmos. Wow, I had no idea that all of these people were and, doing um, that. Also in the cast was um, Tress McNeil, who did has done a lot of voice work for like Futurama, I think is the main one, and The Simpsons, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et uh, Frank Welker, Transformers. Cool. And uh, Mark Hamill was also in there somewhere. Oh, he does, he does a lot of voiceover work, though. Oh, yeah, he? predominantly. Mm. But yeah, yeah, it's always interesting because I, I, when I watch these films, I always like to see who they got to 
play the uh, play it in America. But yeah, like I just my go to is watching the subtitled so I was just like yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. Like I say we do all the time unless it's an animated film where we just flip it over. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So um, yeah, back into the film. So lots of giant mutant insects. Mm-hmm. And, lots and of a, them. Yeah, and a an ancient weapon as well. Not not your not Dave. I was just taking a sip of Fimto then, you bastard. <laughs> it nearly went everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> how, how dare you besmirch my ancient weapon? <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Well, well. Um I distracted myself with that. <laughs> But yeah, it's like it's hard to like. It's always like when I actually enjoy a film, it's hard to sort of. I also find it harder to talk about. Mm. Um, so, what's the I, gist? If you had to, if somebody comes up to you and says, "Okay, then, Tom, what's the film about in a few sentences? What's what's the storyline? Is it something that that's going to interest me? How? Because it's a it's a like you say for two hours, it's a long and in depth story with lots going on. But how? So how could you compress that into it? This princess, blah 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 blah. Um, uh, young princess. I'm really good off Wikipedia. I'm not going to lie. I've had a lovely little <laughs> sentence on Wikipedia. A uh, young princess of a valley of the wind becomes embroiled in a struggle, um, um, a kingdom that tries to use an ancient weapon to eradicate a jungle of giant mutant insects and tries to bring peace between both warring factions. That second bit I just added myself. Hmm. So yeah, and it's you know it's. Not for young children, as I say, it's quite dense, plot heavy. Hmm. Like it look, like, I think it looks incredible, especially for 1984. Like it just, you know, the animation. I just love their style of animation, which they refined. Which, are, as I'm watching, just seeing how they refined it, and even that 2006 one, Tales of Mercy. Like, it, what's good about these Studio Ghibli films is like they've kept the same animation style. Okay, yeah, but I think it's really good. Like. You can't tell too much because it's an HD. You can't really tell too much difference between you know your ones from the eighties, ones from ones from the nineties, and ones from like two, the two thousands. Yeah. So, so yeah, that would that would be um, a good thing. Oh yeah, I just think it looked incredible. Yeah, I do but, like I do like uh, you know old school animation now. Yeah, you know, I, I do like the new stuff. You know, with you know the oh yeah, yeah. you know with the, the all the CGI now and Toy Story etc. Which kick started all of that. I do like that, but of course I grew up with you know this old style of animation, and so it, that did appeal to me. It did, and again we sat there and we said it reminded us of like being kids in the in the early 70s and watching animated shows on the tv it was very it was very much that 1970s style of, of animation and i brought up i said I you, it remind it reminds me of something and i couldn't bring it to mind it after about 10 minutes I said, yes i know what it is and it was a cartoon i used to watch as a little kid growing up called marine boy that was made in the late 60s uh, and the animation is really similar to it to the point where that Norsica has even got a little bit of a lock of Marine Boy as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that was some sort of inspiration in any way. I don't know. Maybe it was. I mean, but obviously then that took us uh, down a YouTube rabbit hole about Marine uh-huh. Boy. We ended up watching the title sequence and the music and it brought all that back and the characters in it. But yeah, it did. Animation wise, it did remind me of that. But like I said, it's, it is an animation style that I do like. 
Yeah, um, was Marine Boy like um, a lot of not just this one, but a lot of um, the Ghibli films are quite, you know, like well, some of them are quite political, especially I think the Miyazaki ones, but um, like environmentally, you know, it's like a yeah, like, yeah, although, yeah, Marine like Boy that. was, yeah, yeah, he was because he was this lad and he, he had this, um, I think it was called Oxy Gum. It was like these little little gum um, tablets that he'd take so he could breathe underwater and he worked for this organisation and they were helping like save the world. And there was, yeah, from what I remember, like environmental issues brought up in it and all of this. Oh, uh, nice. So, yeah, so, you know, another similarity then between between the two. Yeah, like the more you say about it, the more I think maybe it sort of, you know, made its way to Japan and uh, hmm. Miyazaki somehow saw that. Maybe so, but it was, you know, it was really popular, you know, way back when. It was one of those, I think it was on a... One of those like Saturday morning cartoon things back in the early seventies, and yeah. that, and all all the other stuff that I used to watch, like Casey Jones, and oh my god, I want to watch all of these now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on, moving on, go on, then, mate. Yeah, well, honestly, I don't really have too much more to say about it. Like, um, in in the ones I'm watching, I'm I'm finding with the Ghibli ones, this is more like just this general feeling about the. Um, the Ghibli ones, like I'm finding the, like I'm enjoying the fantasy ones, but I'm just finding them like there's more grounded ones. There's just like um, one called was is it only yesterday is the one I'm thinking of, which mm. is just about like this college sort of story. Uh, and it's just you know it's just more well not realistic. Well yeah, it's more it's more of like a drama. It's like the fact that it's a, uh, it's a um animation is sort of secondary she's like a that yeah this is um one about um she's like an office this girl's an office worker um she's traveling to the countryside to like help in the countryside again with the themes of environmentalism and reminiscing about her childhood at the same time okay and that's you know it's just that's all it is and yeah. um it's just yeah i think i'm preferring the um sort of more the more grounded ones which there's a few more just like dramas i guess uh, some of them are just dramas oh, okay yeah, and like the fantasy ones, like obviously the big one, and one I haven't seen, and one I've had some shit about for not seeing is Spirited Away. Um, I yeah, think that's the yeah. most famous one, and the one that you know like did the best at awards and all of that. You know, what got most critically acclaimed. Yeah. So that's next up for me is uh, Spirited Away. But um, yeah, I'm just really enjoying watching them. And this wasn't my favourite of the ones so far. You know, it still really enjoyed it, especially after the one I didn't. But yeah, little long, but you know, good stuff. And you know, I've, you know, the kids are kids are off now. I think you know some of the older ones. You know, like nine or ten plus. Sit down in front of these films as they're on Netflix, and uh, hopefully that will shut them up for a couple of hours. <laughs> Well, you said there's enough to choose from on Netflix now if they you know they put all of twenty one films. Yeah, on but the last yeah, it's fourteen at the minute and the last seven go on on April the first, so oh, okay. um, plenty of time to to watch them all. Yeah. Well, yeah, it started, like I said, I enjoyed the animation style of it. Gotta say the score to it is beautiful. It's a really, really good score to it. Um we turned it up very atmospheric. It's really good all the way through. Really enjoyed that. I think the damning thing one damning comment I'm going to make is I did the dreaded thing watching the film. I checked how long there was to go. It got to the point where I went, oh, how long still to go? And I had a look and there was 50 minutes still to go. And I, oh, 
which is always a bit of a damning thing. You never, you know, something obviously engages you for the whole thing. You never look at your watch or how long it's to go. And I got to, those last 50 minutes did begin to drag. It was, uh, it, everything did move very slowly. Uh, Tina put it perfectly while we were watching it. She said, oh, this, this is just like uh, a 1970s prog rock concept album, but like, ha, a, vi but yeah. like a, a visual representation of one. And it was like, and you, you know, and it's much like, you know, if I put on a 1970s prog rock concept album, be like, yes, it's okay. This is, you know, and again, it sounds good. And it's, oh, look at the artwork and this. And, and then it'd get to like, just the beginning of side two. And it'd be, oh, I want to put on Judas Priest or something now, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and I think, yeah that's good. I, I like this reference. Yeah. So, it, so I think it was with that, you know, I got to the end of side one, as it were, and it was like, okay, that was that was all right. It wasn't the normal stuff that, I, you know, I, I would enjoy, but it was okay. But I'd had enough of it by then, and it was just slow and just moving really slowly. Um, and I just wanted to like give it a kick and go, oh, okay, come on, carry on with the story, and then they'd move somewhere else, and a bit more would go. I mean, there was bits, you know, obviously the, you mentioned all the giant bugs and this, that and the other, some good action scenes in it, you know, and it's, oh, that's a bit exciting and all of this. But the story was, a, it was too meandering and just too sluggish for me. I think if it had been tightened up a little bit, um, I would have enjoyed it more. I think, I think really, I think my Ghibli cherry might have been better popped with a shorter experience. Yeah, yeah, and uh, well, not even so much of a shorter one. It's just some of the other ones are a bit just a bit more accessible. Um, mm. So uh, I, I don't give up. I think you should try another one. Oh no, I will do. No, I will do. I'm not. I'm not going to just discount them all just because of this one. But um, for me, yeah, it, it, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, it did fade off as it went on, and I wouldn't. You know, we always say with these first-time watches, would you rewatch it? Me personally, I wouldn't rewatch this um, one. Although, I, though I will go on to watch other Ghibli films. Um, I might, I might rewatch it. I'm not sure. Like, if I just, you know, like I'm going through them all at the moment. If when I'm not sure how long they're going to be on Netflix or, um, but you know, maybe if they're still there in a couple of years and I want to go through the Ghibli films again, I'll probably watch it again. I'll probably forget that it's a sort of one that wasn't really a Ghibli film. They did but they did it before, but they still count it because they have the rights and all of that. Mm. And then I'll be like, get a bit away from it. Like, oh, yeah, it's this one, which is fine, but dense and plot heavy. And maybe I should just watch Tortoro. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm glad I watched it. You know, it's one of those, again, I would have never have watched it if you wouldn't have picked it. So, you know, I'm always grateful for ones that... Yeah. Well, point me and make me watch something that, you know, a film I wouldn't normally have watched. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, you've picked some ones in the past where, you know, I thought, oh, I've never heard of this and it's been amazing. Um, this one didn't work, but it has got me into thinking, you yeah, know, I will seek out more of the Ghibli films and watch them while, you know, why not now that they're on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. It, lo lovely. Easy access. Yeah, yeah. We all like a bit of easy access. Oh, we certainly do. <laughs> And with that, shall we move on to my rewatch pick? Let's. Okay. Or well, let's not. Okay, then. Should we just finish? I think it'd be easier for both of us if we just finish the episode <laughs> yeah, now. It's going to be painful for you. It is. Yeah. Okay, then. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suck in the pain and try and get through this next bit then. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 
Okay, I suppose we're going to have to talk about this. Uh, my rewatch pick, I haven't watched for a while, 80s related, is of course Sylvester Stallone. Uh, it's from 2001, and it's driven, or as you so eloquently put it, and were correct, Tom, in the previous episode, it is pronounced drivel, which sort of gives the game away for how we're going to go with this bit of the chat. Currently... A very generous 4.6 on IMDb. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Like, wow. Yeah. People like you have been upscoring it. That was, yeah, that that was the old me. <laughs> Before rewatching it yet again. Uh, the little uh, synopsis on IMDb is a young, young? Christ. A young hotshot driver is in the middle of a championship season and is coming apart at the seams. A former kart champion is called in to give him guidance. Well, where on earth do I begin with this? Apart from saying, for many years, mate, you know, th- those dark years of Sylvester Stallone, and let's get it right, he's had a roller coaster career. He's, you know, he's been on the up, he's been at the top of the fucking tree, and then he's like plummeted down low. You know, we've talked, stop and my mum will shoot, you know, things like that. But then, you know, after that, he come back with Cliffhanger and Demolition Man. He's like, yeah, come on. I think Copland in, into the late 90s, but I think from the, the late 90s through to Rocky Balboa in 2006 was his dark period. That was his real dark period. Yeah. And I always thought, until rewatching this, that Spy Kids 3 was his lowest point. But now that I've rewatched this, this is his lowest point, mate. I had forgotten my rose-tinted glasses. Um, I've smashed them, mate. I trud on them, crying and screaming, and put them in the bin for this film because I thought, yeah, it's it's awful. So it's for anybody, the lucky people that haven't seen it yet. It's quite a convoluted story as well. There's there's too many characters in it to begin with. It's all over the fucking place. You've got two two. Two racing drivers. I'll boil it down to the bare essentials. Two racing drivers. One of them's like the top of his game. The other one's the young hotshot kid. The the top driver has got a girlfriend uh, who he kicks out of bed because it, she's distracting him from the races because the hotshot kid is, is getting some wins and the, he doesn't like it. the hotshot kid getting the wins. So the girl goes to the hotshot kid so the like the manager of the team that they're both driving for, which is Burt Reynolds, brings in one of his old drivers, the old dog Joe Tanto, who is Sylvester Stallone. So he comes in to mentor the kid and give him some guidance about what's going on. But then you've you've got like um, Stallone's uh, ex turns up, which is Gina Gershon, uh, which is always nice to see. Actually, it's a little side note. Um, but she's going out with one of the other drivers who you can t- Tina has never seen that had never seen this before. She was one of the lucky ones. Um, as soon as Gina Gershon and the, her new fella appeared, Tina called straight away what was going to happen to her new fella. Everything is just telegraphed so much. You know exactly what's going to happen to every character. Um, yeah. And they race around a bit and and nick a racing car and have a chase through the streets and which i 
seem to remember was the best scene of the film, but then rewatching it after a big gap, even that was shit and not exciting. <laughs> and and it finishes exactly the way that you knew it would finish from watching the first five minutes. It was oh my god. I mean it's when you look at it though, you think, okay. Directed by Rennie Harlin. Good form there. It's, that's a good start. It's got Sly in it. It's got Burt Reynolds in it. It's got, like I said, Gina Gershon in it. Uh, it's a, a, something goes about fast car racing. You think you'd be onto a winner. No pun intended. Uh, but it's it's shot like an MTV music video. A first time MTV music video maker. It's, oh. act, it's acted like a daytime soap. The, the plot of it like I said, is so predictable. The dialogue, I mean, Tina, again, because she hadn't seen it, the time she looked at me <laughs> and she said, what? This, this dialogue, it's its appalling. I was trying to find, I was trying to find some positive notes to bring into this talk about it, because obviously long-time listeners know me and, you know, my sly fandom. And even I've got to say, this is absolute dog shit. It really is awful. Way more. I knew it wasn't his best, but I, I, you know, there's a reason why I think I'd only ever seen it like twice before. Now I know, and I'm not going to forget now how bad it is. Oh, before I explode in anger, Tom, over to you. Go on. What, give, give us your thoughts about it. I mean, I've seen it before, of course, because it's a rewatch pick. But like, even so, I was just like, I remember it being utter shit. But I'm just like, no, you know what? Sly's in it, Burt Reynolds in it, and like, and then it all came flooding back. Like the way it's shot, like it's just so. It's everything that's bad about the late nineties, early two thousands distilled into one film. It's awful. But like, apart from Stallone, Reynolds, and June Gershon, couldn't they get actors? I don't think Who are so. these? Like, I remember Estella Warren from the Planet of the Apes, Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. So yeah, she's. I remember, do you remember that, that little spell where she was in everything? Yeah, yeah. She was the worst thing in everything, and then she just vanished. And yeah, like I mean, I could say she's the worst thing in this, but she's tying with everything else. Um, the soundtrack. It's, oh. Okay, you go on IMDb and the soundtrack, and it's you scrolling, you're scrolling, you scroll. There is not a moment silence. Um, the score sounds like, like I said, songs from the time period, mm-hmm. and it's just song after song after song after song, and the s- soundtrack sounds like instrumental versions of those songs, and it just song, song, song. There's no silence. There's no, no. gap. It's, it's like a music video, bad 2000s, early 2000s music video. It's just constant. It was doing my head in. Yeah, this it's always something playing in the fucking background, if not the foreground. Yeah, it's relentless, isn't it? And it's just and while that's going on in your ears, your eyes are being assaulted by camera work that just doesn't stay still. The cameras are all over the place and the fast cutting. And if you you know, I think obviously you're thinking, okay, we'll do some quick editing with the races, trying to give that sense of speed. Doesn't work. Uh, and the CG in it, oh my god, it's bad. There's some um, awful, and again, rose tinted glasses, like I said, which are now smashed and thrown away. I, I seem to remember. Okay, well, there's some there's some good racing bits, and I seem to remember there's like this amazing crash that's in it. 
it's it's not an amazing crash it's an absolutely fucking hilarious crash when you actually get to watch it where one driver gets thrown up in the air in his car and then as he's coming down another car hits it and it's as though the guy's car who's being hit has got like suddenly had like a rocket attached to it and it flies through the air and it's flames coming from it before it lands into the water and it looked the CG in it looked like it looked worse than a video game cutscene. You know, it was it was that bad. Here's another. Tina did, like I said, two good quotes. One one from the Norsica one about the seventies prog rock concept album. The best thing she said while we were watching Driven. So I said about the the main, you know, the main, the big driver, and you've got the hotshot one. So the main driver, the character name is Bo Bo Brandenburg. So this guy comes on, and Tina looks at me, and she's like, she's a bit puzzled look on her face, and she, and then she, she's watching it, and she looks at me, and then she she says to me, "So he's a real racing driver, then, isn't he? He's not an actor." <laughs> I went, "No, he is an actor." And she went, "Fucking yeah!" I, I, there's, there's one, there's one or two of the air quotes actors in this. I was just like, "Is that a real racing driver? Is that why they're so shit?" Yeah, but they're no, they're actors. Not. They're actors everybody is just doesn't even dial it in it's like oh we've got the paycheck let's get it over with and it's all like neon colors brightly lit fast edited like you said constant loud soundtrack that oh you're getting like a headache before you're even halfway through it you just want it to stop you're there make it stop <laughs> make it stop i i really could not believe mate how quite frankly awful this was and so now yeah i have put this as sly's low point it's uh it's kicked spy kids 3 off there and his multi-character performance in that and this this is the worst film for me i'd, I'd rather i would rather watch stop or my mom will shoot or oscar or you know any of those yeah. sort of films any of his other you know low point stuff than um it would it would have to be I don't know what circumstances would have to happen for me to watch Driven again. Maybe me and Tina get made hostage and somebody's holding a gun to her head and they say Or, or maybe you just maybe years pass and you fly oh you just forget. Yeah. Um, who know, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I might lose my marbles a little bit and then just pull Driven off the shelf again to watch. It's just so bad on every level, like the editing, the directing, the writing that acting like in a, in an alternate world if this and, and the fact that you know everything you'd be like oh wait a minute this sounds like samuel cop or you know this sounds like the room or something but no it's fucking boring as well yeah so, oh yeah that's a yeah that's a good point it is very yeah, boring like, yeah. i know we're ticking a lot of boxes so bad it's good here like, it's, <laughs> it's awful on every single level but it's just fucking boring it and, is oh my how can you not do a how can you have a film so bad and it's got Stallone and Burt Reynolds in together? Like, isn't well, isn't that crazy? Like, How do you do that? Oh, I don't know. It it took some work <laughs> to have those, you know, those two people to begin with in it and make it and make it such a shit film. Uh, please, if there's anybody listening to this that thinks it's a really good film, please email us and and give us what you think because, of course, you know, this is just our opinion, you know, and. If you like it, fair play to you. Enjoy what you enjoy, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Or you know, if if you're listening to this and agreeing with us, let us know. 
what you thought. Maybe you've never seen it before and you're going to do your first time watch with it. Please email us after that first time watch and let us know what you think about it. Because uh, I, I would love to read it. And <laughs> but yeah, I, I was shocked, mate. I was absolutely shocked. And uh, I'm going to have to, obviously now, I'm going to have to put some some good sly on to cleanse my palate after watching that. I really am. Yeah. It yeah, was... no, I, I would not blame you because, yeah, this is one sly moment for you that will leave a bad taste in your mouth. It does. And normally sly stays in my mouth, very tasty. <laughs> this time, very bad taste, spitting him out. Don't want him. Don't want him there at all with this. Uh, so, yeah, I take it, mate. Rewatch value again? Are you ever going to watch it again? Rewatch value is zero. Absolute zero. <laughs> so me personally, the two films for this episode, I wasn't a fan of either of them. Driven was the worst by an absolute country mile. Um, you enjoyed Norska more than I did. Yeah. Um, mm. So out, out the, not a great batting average this episode for us, really, is it? No, no. Honestly, I expected, um, having not seen Norska, I expected... Big stuff in Orsica and awful. I thought it'd be half and half, but yeah. Yeah. Norsica wasn't my favourite. Hasn't been my favourite Ghibli. You didn't get wrong with it as much as I did, and obviously we both absolutely hated our experience watching Driven. Hmm. Driven. Surely we cannot do any worse with uh, the April show, mate. Surely we can't pick two that are absolutely crap, can we? Uh, well, <laughs> given our track record, I know you'll give it. A, I know you'll give it your best shot. I, I'll try my best, mate. Okay, let's take a break and see what we can do then. We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. Right, everybody will be pleased to know I've calmed down a little now after the uh, drivel talk. I'm just going to call it that from now on, mate. Thanks to yeah. you, and you know, and rightly so. It's it's always going to be drivel to me now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've calmed down a little bit, and it's time for my first time watch pick for the April show. Now there is uh, a really good reason for this. Of course, it's eighties related. Although it wasn't made in the eighties, it is very much eighties related. But there's also another reason that I'm picking that, and we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. So my pick is from two thousand and nineteen, and it's called. Boogaloo Shrimp documentary. It is on, I think it's on Amazon Prime over here in the UK, if you want to watch it. Included in your Prime package. Uh, and it's the life story of Michael Boogaloo Shrimp Chambers. Dancer, actor, singer, comedian, and master of waving, ticking, backsliding, and liquid animation dance during the 1980s breakdancing phenomenon. That was, of course, the IMDb synopsis. So, yeah, documentary, mate. It's not often that we have a documentary as a pick, is it? No, no, I can't think of a time when we did. And, of course, we've we've already released our remastered interview show with his uh, breaking movie partner, Shabadoo. Yeah, indeed we have. And the other reason I've picked this is because uh, in April, along with the April show, we're going to be re-releasing our interview show with Michael Boogaloo Shrimp Chambers as well to tie in with this. Wait, do you hear that? Oh my! the 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 new the new intro that we're going to do for that mate. There's uh, there's a good story to go into that that people can listen to. Yes, <laughs> that's all we're saying. We'll just tease it there, but it's cool. a good story, even even if we say so ourselves. 
yeah so yeah big blue shrimp documentary mate we'll watch that and it's only it's 75 minutes so it's not like a, a even a big time sink for us as well no yeah nice nice short one hmm. so you it's your rewatch pick no uh, my rewatch pick is four minutes longer than that 79 oh, minutes wow and uh so yeah we'll, we'll rattle through these unintentionally but um yeah, it's from 1991, uh, but your 80s connection is Dolph Lundgren, mm-hmm. and it's Showdown in Little Tokyo. <laughs> oh, you're good at picking these rewatch ones, mate, because you've been picking ones that I haven't seen for a long time, and there's there's one bit that immediately springs to mind that I'm not going to talk about, because I'm sure we'll talk about it in that episode. Uh Apart from that, and it's a comment made by one of the characters, I can't remember a lot about it. So, yeah, looking forward to revisiting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a few years since I've watched it. So, same here. And, like, from my, when I told you earlier on, um, that quote was the first thing you said <laughs> a little too quickly. <laughs> yeah, there is something that springs to mind. Oh, my Lord. Mm, yeah, we'll have to talk about that, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good to rewatch it. Like I said, I can't remember that much about it, so it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to to see see how it stands up. I do remember yeah. I do remember enjoying it from when I watched it, but it was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, I would say I would say the same. Probably not not as long as you, but memories are good. Yeah, well, that's okay then. Well, hopefully we've got two good picks for the next episode. Time will tell. Hmm. Uh, right then, housekeeping to end. As always, uh, the website 60minuteswith.co.uk. Contact us form on there. Email us direct, contact at 60minuteswith.co.uk. Like I said earlier, uh, especially about drivel, send us emails about that. Love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll discuss them on the next show. If anybody emails us, mate, it'd be great to hear from people. Mm. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at 60minuteswith. Uh, Reddit, 60minuteswith podcast. Uh, on the website, there is a listener feedback bit. Have a click on there. Have a look. It's so easy to give feedback on all of the podcasts that we do. Would love you to spend two minutes and just send us, you know, a quick review of the podcasts. Obviously, we're in your ears right now. You listen to us. Uh, this might be the only show out of all the ones that we do that you listen to. You might listen to more entertainment shows, soundcheck shows, all of the others, ABC of Gaming, so on and so on and so on. If you listen to any of them, uh, just two minutes, write us a review, put it on there. It helps us in so many different ways with prizes and guests and this, that and the other. Uh, it's very much appreciated. Even if you don't like us and you want to give one star, uh, just write that. Tell us why, though. If you don't like us, tell us why. We don't mind. We can take it. Uh, I think that's it for the housekeeping. We usually finish and then I remember something else. Uh, Again, Dean of the Dead, have a look at the podcast notes on whatever you're, you're listening to us on now. There'll be a link that will take you straight to his website well worth uh, the great price that he charges as well the, the prices are very affordable and you're going to get you know handmade all natural ingredients uh, endorsed by me and Tom because we do we do chow I was going to say something rude about chowing down on his products or something we do have his uh, hot sauce and like we say oh yeah we will I don't know I, I think we, we're going to have to wait, I think, for the next time that you're up here in Wales, mate, and we'll do a live taste tasting of the chilli jam. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I think that needs to be done, and we'll do that and uh, and let people know. So that's it then, mate, until until next month, when once again we'll be releasing two episodes, remastered interview show, our usual monthly show, and hopefully <laughs> would have enjoyed both films a little bit more than this episode. 
Hmm. I, I think we will. I think we will. I think we will. And once again, if people want to see what we are watching, letterbox details are on the Meet the Team section of the website. Yeah. Right. Uh, Shall we book off? I'm, I don't know what film tonight's going to be, but yeah, I'm just ready now to put my feet up and watch a film, but I've got no idea what it's going to be. Um, are you going to watch a film? Have you got time for I'm that? I'm just going to watch a couple of episodes of The X-Files and have something to eat, I think, before I turn in. Okay. That will do me. Very good. Well, we shall depart, and me and you, Tom, will be back in everybody else's ears next month. So until then, it's goodbye from me. And yes. And and don't watch Drivel, anybody. Yeah, don't do that. Please don't do that. Watch anything but that with your evening.